0: Willow Aster, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with best-selling author Rebecca Jenshack. We discuss how her failed quest to be the next Judy Blume led her to find her sweet spot in romance, making the switch from her technical side to her creative. And we do a deep dive on the virtues and vices of her favorite ice cream flavor. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. How are you today? I'm good. How about you?
1: I'm doing good, too. What have you been up to? Not a lot, and a lot all at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's that uh, fall break time here where kids get off school here for a week, so my kids are off, and... You know, causing all kinds of trouble. So, how many kids do you have? I have two Aww. a daughter and a son, nine Sweet. and
0: five. Oh, those are fun ages. Yeah. Where do you live? Uh, in southern Arizona. Okay. I saw that you were in the desert, and I was curious about a Midwestern girl going to the desert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've lived sort of all over. We started in Missouri. That's where I met my husband. He's from Michigan. And then we moved to Kansas, and then we went to Maryland, and now we're in Arizona. So wow. we've lived sort of <laughs> sort of all over. What's your favorite place? I think Kansas is my favorite of any place
0: Really? We've lived.
1: We live just like near Kansas City. Okay, it was really nice. It's really pretty there.
0: Kansas City's grown up quite a lot. It really has. Good yeah.
1: Food. <laughs> yep. Lots <at> of barbecue. <laughs> Everybody always talks about the barbecue when they go there. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been writing? Tell me about you. Well, I've been writing for quite a while, but only publishing for a few years. And I'm one of those people that always wrote. You know, I mm-hmm. even as a kid, I wrote poems and short stories and plays and whatever. And then I went to college and got a degree in technical writing. So I've been doing that for a lot of years. And then I always thought I was going to write a book, but it was like one of those things that I was going to do someday, right? Like when life got, when life slowed down, when, I don't know, when the stars perfectly aligned. Which is never. Um, Right. Totally. (laughs) And I thought I was gonna write like middle grade. I really wanted to be the next Judy Bloom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like those books, you know, were so important to me as a kid. I was an avid reader, and you know, those books were such a big part of my childhood. But when I st- when I tried to write the middle grade, um, I really struggled. And for a lot of years, I tried and just, could it? Mm -hmm. And um, so one day I sat down and I was like, I'm just going to write whatever comes to me. And that was romance. Mm -hmm. So since then it's come much easier. And yeah, I love Judy
0: Bloom also. And it, it is like, there's that person missing out there now, right? (laughs) We need to call out all the future Judy Blooms (laughs) to come to the table. Right. But I'm glad you found your place. That's awesome. Yeah, me too. I really love it. And do you work full-time as well?
1: I do, um, but I have some flexibility. I'm a technical writer, and so I work for a software company. So my hours, are, I mean, I, I still work a 40-hour week, but it's it's more flexible and then I can go in early or work oh, late. or good. So it, it gives me some flexibility that I wouldn't have, I think, with other jobs. I can work from home some days. Nice. Those kinds of things. So,
0: What's yeah. your time to write? Do you have a certain time of day or a, a routine?
1: Uh, I do have a routine, but honestly, I write. Anytime I can. Um, Mm -hmm. I get up early and then I also write in the evenings after my kids go to bed. But, you know, I take any opportunity I can and I do a lot of dictation in the car, not Mm -hmm. the story so much. It's just ideas like I just try to take every opportunity. Mm.
0: Is it hard to turn your technical writing brain off to go into the
1: creative, <laughs> or is it like a welcome relief when you it's get to do that? It's a welcome relief. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But I will say when I'm struggling with a plot or with you know writing <laughs> creatively, it's it's a nice switch there as well. Mm. I can go in, mm-hmm. and it's so much cleaner and <laughs> more cut and dry. Right. So, yeah.
0: Kind of like clockwork, maybe. Yeah. So your Smart Jock series has been out for a little bit, and... Is it The Fake that's coming out next?
1: It is. It comes out uh, November 21st.
0: This is airing on November 14th, so it will be just the very next week. Oh, nice. So tell me a little bit about what inspired this series and how you get in the college frame of mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had been writing characters that were a little bit older, and I don't know. I just, I, I, so I read um, Kennedy Ryan's Long Shot, and I got the book in the morning and I was like, oh, a basketball book. Like, I love basketball, but I'd never really seen any basketball romances. And I read that book from cover to cover in a day. And it's a long book. It's not an easy book and it's a heavy book. And what spoke to me so much about that book, I mean, it's a great book. She's a, you know, she's a great Mm -hmm. author, but she's great. Yeah. But what spoke to me and what, like, really, I think, turned my brain <laughs> in a new direction was she really spoke basketball, like, that was part of their love language almost, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know, it was, like, the first time that I thought, you know, this a sports romance can be more than just about an athlete who falls in love. It can really, like, they can speak to each other through, you know, mm-hmm. this love and a different love language. So that's sort of what inspired it. I'm a much lighter writer than Kennedy Ryan, obviously. <laughs> so I I love college basketball more so than the NBA. So I decided I would set it in college. And it just kind of grew from there. I really, honestly, I had no idea if anyone would read about basketball players mm-hmm. <laughs> from an, you know a virtually unknown author. But I was just so excited about it. And I loved college. I mean, college was a great time for me. I met my husband at the end of college, which oh. I think worked out nicely because yeah. I you know had got to have lots of fun and yeah, so it was just a great time for me. So I think it's easy and kind of fun for me to slip back into that time of my life when mm-hmm. things were pretty easy and the things that seemed like a big deal <laughs> at the time, you know, really weren't. And people can make mistakes and they do make mistakes and it's just kind of expected because of their age mm-hmm. and I don't know, it just opens up a whole new world for me that I really enjoy getting into.
0: Do you have any muses for the characters?
1: Not really. I mean, I started off kind of like following some different college basketball players and NBA players to get kind of an idea of what their life looked like. But in the end, it just kind of turns into what what I wanted them to be, right? Yeah. Like how I, how I pictured it in my <laughs> wildest <laughs> fantasies, you know? So not really. I don't do muses too much. I often, after I write a book, will try and go find someone that I think, because, you know, I know people love... Seen those, yeah. um, but I don't necessarily write to one.
0: What's the first thing you do when you finish a project? When I
1: finish a project, plot the next one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have a really hard time moving on from a book until it's like published and out in the world. So I think I get that little mm-hmm. bit of a break while all the different things are happening that I can't do. Right. So when the book is you know really finally done and ready to be published, that's when I. I'm like, okay, now Now my brain can move on to new characters.
0: Do you feel like that's maybe why you prefer series? If you do, in fact, prefer writing series, because you like to stay in that world a little longer?
1: Yeah. And the other thing I really like about series is I love secondary characters. I think they can really make a book. Mm-hmm. It's so fun you know these you get lost in, in not just one character or two characters but a whole group of them and you get invested in in all of their stories so I think I really like that aspect of it it can also be really tricky to write which I found writing this series it's my first true series like you know standalone series but I at times put too much information in about a character and then later I'm like oh I know I said something about this you know so it's uh-huh. like you have to really keep track of so much. More details when you do that. So that's been a learning (laughs) curve. But I do, I love secondary characters and I love having this full world for each book. Do
0: you have a way of keeping track of all that stuff?
1: I do now. (laughs) (laughs) I have a spreadsheet that I keep of names, anything I say about them, like what they look like or their preferences. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I wrote an entire book. And I had a character drinking coffee. And then at the end, I realized that I said in a previous book, this character doesn't like coffee. So oh, like, no. Oh. <laughs> they would never drink coffee, you know? So, I mean, luckily, I, I found it before, yeah. before anyone else did. So now I keep that kind of stuff in a spreadsheet. And that has helped. And it's helped with names, too, because I I tend to be drawn to the same names for minor yeah, characters. So me I'm like, too. oh, I have 12. <laughs> I have 12 Cindy's. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. So... It helps with that as well. Nice.
0: Let me just interrupt for a second to let you know that Living in the Pages is part of the Frolic Podcast Network, a podcast community of everything romance related from book club style discussion, author interviews, comedy, critique, you name it. Find new shows to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. Now, let's get back to our interview. So, are you into reading about writing or have you taken any courses that have helped you in any way with
1: your career? Yeah, I think I'm always reading and, and looking for things. One of the most helpful ones I've found is Sky Warren's blog yes. or it's it's like the newsletter she sends. That's really helpful the NDT blog that's been really helpful. I've taken some, uh, advertising courses that have been good. Oh, cool. You know, I'm, I'm a total book nerd. I love to read. So reading about craft is also fun for me and my family every year for Christmas. I always end up with books about craft because they're like, we don't know what else to get you here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you read your reviews?
1: I read my Amazon reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't read the Goodreads ones. People just seem a little more a little more vicious over there. Yeah. And um, you know, I found that it would like ruin an entire day over something totally stupid because I'm a huge believer in people being able to review and rate a book any way they want, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that, but it's hard to to stomach as, you know, something that you wrote and hold close to you. So right. I think, you know, as I'm getting more reviews, the bad ones hurt less. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you first are starting out and you only have 15 reviews on a book, it hurts it <laughs> when, you get, when yeah. you get a bad one. I've only had one or two that have like really, I thought, been helpful to the, the negative, like mm-hmm. criticism, been helpful in some way. But but I still read them. I like to keep kind of tabs on what people think or how they're feeling about my words because ultimately I want to write books that mean something and make people feel good and yes, <laughs> that they like and want to keep, re- you know.
0: So I feel like I cautiously read and then I'll come across a bad one that does just affect me in the wrong way, especially if it's someone I know because then
1: it can start to be like, oh
0: man, right?
1: <laughs> or if you know they've read, they've rated all your books one way and then. Yeah, this one book they don't like, and you're like, "Well, what happened?" Yes, (laughs) I don't know. I it's getting easier, but it's still some reviewers are pretty vicious, and that's that's hard. What inspires you most? I think it just books, other books by other authors. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I still love to read, and sometimes I will pick up a book by someone else and I think oh my gosh how did they come up with this this is incredible and that that's really inspiring to me I try not to get too caught up in the like jealousy and the you know I think that can can really feed into being an author and it's hard yeah. because you see other people doing well and you want to do well you want your books to be as well liked but mm-hmm. it's it's just really inspiring to me I think more than more than feeling jealous about it I I want to write those stories. I want to write those yeah. stories that people pick up and think, oh my gosh, why didn't I come up with this? Mm-hmm.
0: To me too, it's inspiring that people are successful because that lets you know it, there is a place for yours too. Right, totally.
1: <laughs> what kinds of books do you love to read? Well, I've always been a big romance reader, but I don't read as much of it now. Are you able to read while you're
0: writing or no?
1: I can, but I can't read other college Mm. books. So I, I did read some college sports romance before I started writing it, but now I just can't because yeah. it just messes with my brain too much. But, you know, some of those authors like El Kennedy and, you know, uh, Serena Bowen are like some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm like, someday when I stop writing college, I'm really excited to go <laughs> read them again. But no, I read a lot of historical romance. I read chiclet. I like mystery. Mm-hmm. I even like nonfiction. I really, I like all kinds of books and I listen to a lot of audio books as well.
0: Oh, do you? I do.
1: I love audio because I can put it in and put my headphones in and like do stuff around the house mm-hmm. and still get a book. So I feel like I'm being productive, but <laughs> I'm still getting Are there to listen any to. any favorite narrators you love? I do have some favorites. I love Aaron Mallon. I like Jason Clark a lot. Uh-huh. I like Sebastian York. Zachary Weber is great, of course. Oh, man, there's so many good ones. I really feel like romance has some of the best narrators. Mm-hmm. Let's
0: do a fast five. I will ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Okay. <laughs>
1: Ice cream flavor. Ooh, uh, Neapolitan. Oh. Favorite character to write? Uh, a grumpy hero. <laughs> Last song you heard? That Drew Barrymore song by, I cannot think of his name, but the song is called Drew Barrymore.
0: Okay. I need to listen <laughs> to it. What did you have for dinner last
1: night? Steak. Ooh. Bedtime ritual. I read in bed every night before I fall asleep. Nice.
0: What about signings? Do you have any planned for this year or next?
1: I have three for next year. I'm going to do love and queen mary in february should be fun it's on the you know historical docked boat so that i think that'll be lots of fun and then i'm gonna go to scotland with rare in june yes very excited about that and then i'm also gonna do one in november that has not been announced yet but i'm gonna do another one on the east coast in november Awesome. and then i think that's gonna be it i I keep accepting them and my husband keeps side-eyeing me, like, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so I think that's probably it. Three is a good amount. Yeah, it is. I love the signings. There's such a such a fun feel about being there. It's also <laughs> really tiring. It is, isn't it? It is, yeah. Are you an introvert? I'm not really, but I'm I'm sort of not shy, but I'm not a just go up to someone I don't know and talk to them kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm great if somebody comes to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. And then definitely after a couple days of being in crowds like that, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go to my corner <laughs> yes. and have some quiet time. Yeah. I usually really should go to bed after a signing. <laughs> right. It's hard though. It doesn't usually yeah, happen, I but I should. <laughs> it's so hard because that's when you know you can really talk to people. and yeah. <laughs> yeah, Part of me I just agree. shuts
0: down. i think it's time for
1: us to sing a song oh man all right i'm one of those people who never knows the song lyrics and just makes them up anyway so this should be interesting do you know let's hear it for the boy i know that part (laughs) (laughs)
0: let's just start at the beginning and go for it okay my My baby baby, he don't talk sweet sweet. he ain't ain't got got much to say. say But he loves me, loves me, loves me I know that he loves me anyway And maybe he don't dress fine But I don't really mind Because every time he pulls me near I just want to cheer Let's cheer for the boy Let's give the boy a hand Let's hear it for my my baby, baby. you know, you gotta (laughs) understand, oh, maybe he's no Romeo, Romeo. he's my loving woman show, oh, 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 oh. let's hear hear it for the boy, Boy. ooh, nice, (laughs) nice, I
1: thought I heard a little growl in there and everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I will not be listening to this later. <laughs>
0: well, I hope you have a great fall break. Thank you. And yeah, no,
1: it should be good. We're going to have some fun. We're going to do some, some fun things and then some not fun things too, like, you know, cleaning. Ugh. Yeah. yeah.
0: I hope you have a great rest of the day. Yeah, you too. <laughs> One more random question. Sure. Do you
1: eat your Neapolitan flavors separately? <laughs> Or do you eat them together? Well, I eat the <laughs> the <laughs> strawberry and the vanilla together, and usually the chocolate's what's left over. I'm not
0: oh. a big fan of chocolate ice cream. Oh. Hmm.
1: But that makes my family happy because they like the chocolate, so They'll it works out.
0: It. You should hear my family go on about this ice cream. We pretty <laughs> much just rip it to shreds. And I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't eat the chocolate. So that says something right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess it would make more sense just to buy strawberry. But I don't know, there's something very pleasing about opening the carton. And you're like, "Ooh, there's three choices. (laughs) And then you can act like you've
0: got restraint and be like, I'm not eating the chocolate, though. Exactly. I'm, I'm being Have. <laughs> are behaving right alright well thanks I'm glad to know that and I will <laughs> think <laughs> of you the next time I see that ice cream <laughs> have a great day you too Bye-bye. bye she almost won me over with the Neapolitan but not Go pick up our book next week. The Fake comes out on the 21st. And join me here next week. Living in the Pages is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.